Some might say that northwestern Rhode Island has been cursed by some dark force in the past. It has been the source of many foul tales of devilish specters and hideous brutes. Its forests appear darker and colder than others. On all sides are ancient trees with branches that writhe like tendrils over its roads. As a fog settles over the evening, you can't escape the feeling that a Stygian beast skulks within it. Though you might expect these sensations are born from the darkest corners of our imagination, there are five men who would strongly disagree. For one late night in Gloucester, Rhode Island, they encountered a fiend like no other. The Gloucester Ghoul. This is Strange History. I'm your host, Michael Gerard. Albert Hicks, the last person to be executed for piracy in America, was born in Forster, Rhode Island in 1820. He had one ambition in life, to become rich by some bold stroke. He said that the only value his wealth would have was to gratify his passions with no restraint. His career as a pirate and criminal involved many monstrous deeds. In his confession, Hicks said that the devil, whose work he was doing so industriously, seemed to protect him while he pursued a career of blood and crime with impunity. He had stood by me all my life, on ship and on shore, amid the howling storms of the ocean, Hicks said. Where every moment the waves threatened to engulf me, he has snatched me from their deadly embrace. On the battlefield, in many a hand-to-hand fight, he has seemed to stand by my side, protecting me from danger. And when I have been in the hands of my enemies, and escape appeared impossible, he has, until now, invariably opened the way for my release. Though the devil may have been by his side while he was involved in a nefarious life, his first encounter with him, or one of his hellhounds, may have been back home in Forster, Rhode Island. While living in Forster, he was fascinated by stories of pirates, robbers, and highwaymen. He was often riveted by tales his friends shared with him. One claimed that pots of silver and gold had been buried in their neighborhood by Captain Kidd. Hicks often found himself dreaming of finding the stash that was secreted somewhere nearby. He could feel the gold calling to him. In the summer of 1839, Hicks had grown confident that Kidd's treasure was lying somewhere on Page Farm. He had heard that some Spanish doubloons had previously been found on the farm. Hicks and three fellow Gloucesterites decided they would claim this hoard under the cloak of night. Manned with shovels and picks, Hicks and his hooligans set out to claim the treasure. Once on the farm, they began to dig fiercely for Kid's supposed buried gold. It wasn't long before their effort was interrupted by a strange sound. They stopped their work and listened with caution. Had their venture been discovered? As they looked up, emerging from the dark forest in front of them was an eldritch horror. Quickly they dropped their tools and ran for their lives. Hicks described the beast as a large animal 
with staring eyes as big as pewter bowls. The eyes looked like balls of fire. When it breathed as it went by, flames came out of its mouth and nostrils, scorching the brush in its path. It was as big as a cow, with dark wings on each side like a bat's. It had a spiral horn like a ram's, as big around as a stovepipe. Its feet were formed like a duck's and measured a foot and a half across. The body was covered with scales as big as clamshells, which made a rattling noise as the beast moved along. The scales flopped up and down. The thing had lights on its side, like those shining through a tin lantern. Before I saw it, I felt its presence, and I smelled something that was like burnt wool as it went by. I had a feeling of suffocation when it came near me. The monster seemed to come from nowhere and to go away in the same manner. After having seen that frightening beast, neither Hicks nor any of his fellow treasure hunters would ever return to Page Farm to claim the treasure. They were never sure exactly what it was they saw. It may have been some sort of hellhound guarding kids' ill-gotten goods, or one of the several creatures described in local lore that lived in the nearby swamps and deep forests. The beast wasn't seen again until 1896 by Gloucester resident Neil Hopkins. The story of his encounter was reported in the January 15, 1896 edition of the Evening Hour. On the cold winter evening of January 13th, Neil was on his way home from work in Putnam, Connecticut. Though he had traveled this path alone many times before, this evening he had a troubled feeling. When Neil reached the darkest point on his route, he heard a sound from deep in the forest quickly moving towards him. Suddenly, as if from out of some gateway from hell, a supernatural creature came charging from the darkness and began to pursue him. It seemed to be all afire. It had hot breath, Neil explained. There was a metallic sound, like clanking of steel against steel. The beast didn't seem to be strong in wind, for it chased me only a short distance and then plunged off into the woods. I could hear the dead branches and twigs crackling under the heavy tramp. Neil said that whatever it was he saw, it was as large as an elephant but had no tail. Those who had heard about his horrible encounter were not sure exactly what it could have been. Some believed it was a bear that had been seen recently in Webster, Massachusetts and as far south as Gloucester. Others thought it was the famous Gloucester monster, the burning beast that Pirate Hicks had seen 57 years ago. There are those who believe that the beast still haunts the force not far from the Providence Turnpike. If you happen to find yourself to be the beast's next unlucky victim, keep in mind that it has never been known to take a life. What we do know, though, is that during Pirate Hicks' confession, he said, The devil took possession of me. Maybe what this creature is out to do is to consume your soul. We hope you enjoyed this forgotten New England tale. Be sure to check out the page on our blog for this story, where you'll find a map showing you the general area the ghoul was claimed to have been seen. We hope you'll join us again for the forgotten history and unique folklore of New England on Strange History. Strange History